Good evening, everyone. This is Dolores Cannon with the Metaphysical Hour. We're live, and it's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. 2014. Yes. Well, you know, it is a live show, and it is not um, from the archive. Well, we have finally got out of the ice box here. We've had ice and snow, and um, it's been terrible for Yesterday was the first time I got out of the house in two weeks. The same for you, too, wasn't it, Julia? Not quite that long. But it's like we couldn't get out. I couldn't drive, that's for sure. And I didn't want to get out there and fall down on the ice and snow. So talk about cabin fever. We're tired of being shut in. There is a world outside of the house. Okay, but I feel sorry for the people in the East because they are really getting it, and it seems like it's not ready to stop yet. Mother Nature's just doing her thing, and England's really getting hit, too. Yeah. They're having terrible floods over there. I guess we can do a newscaster, and I heard Indonesia had a a volcano erupt. (laughs) Yeah, we've got all of these things going on. Well, we have an office in England, so we keep track of that over there. But, yeah, they've had the most horrible, awful floods and winds they've ever had, they right. said. Mother Nature really is kicking up. But since you can't argue with it, you just got to go with it. Okay. Well, tonight we have a very special guest. Her name is Glenda Malone. And every time I do lectures, my classes, or any conference I'm at, Somebody is always asking me, what am I on? <laughs> they said. <laughs> I think they mean that in a nice way. <laughs> yeah, they said, we just can't understand it. You don't get sick. You have so much energy. You're always going. And they said, what What do you take? <clears throat> and so I said, tell them, I don't go to the doctors. I can, it's been at least 12 years or more since I was really at a doctor. But I don't I don't go to doctors. I go to a homeopath. And I always give my homeopath full credit for what she does to keep me healthy. So tonight I decided, well, let's interview her. And so for those out there who don't know anything about homeopathy, this would be a good chance to find out. Okay, so uh, my homeopath is on the line, and her name is Glenda Malone. Hi, Glenda, you there? Good evening, Dolores, okay. and thank you for having me. Okay. Before we get going, I want to give out the toll-free number for anybody who wants to call in. The number is one eight 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 six two seven six zero zero eight 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 six two seven six zero zero eight. And if you do have questions, let's keep the questions for Glenda. We don't want to talk about my things tonight. We're going to talk about hers. Okay, Glenda, I know there's a lot of people out there who have no idea what homeopathy is. But before we get going on that, I want you to tell them about yourself, your background, how you got into all of this, and how long you've been doing it. Oh, my goodness. Uh, How long do you say this uh, radio uh, cast is going to (laughs) last? It's going to be an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we might take up the whole time uh, for me to tell you about that. But, uh, no, I've been in practice for about 30 years. 
and I, yes, a long time. And I started out, I was a mainstream, you know, a mainstream person. And back in the day, I had a jewelry store and I, I did, um, design, jewelry design and casting, gold castings and things like that. And I had this lady, I'll call her a very interesting lady, came into my store one day and wanted to have some jewelry made. And we visited and talked. And so she decided um, she had a lot of gemstones that and a lot of daughters that she wanted to have this jewelry made. So as time went on, we would discuss more and become better friends and better acquainted. And so I told her my husband was having a problem and had been for several years. And this just was no solution. He had a prostate problem and he would go to the conventional doctor and he'd get an antibiotic and it'd clear up and six weeks later it'd be back. And so we just went into this whole um, thing of this happening cyclical, you know, every month, every six weeks. And he was going on an antibiotic. And finally, he had a prostate surgery. That didn't help. So this lady started talking to me about homeopathy. And I said, well, what is homeopathy? I never heard of the name. And so she <laughs> told me a little bit about it. And I said, oh, well, that's quackery. We're not interested in that. We're mainstream, you know, mainstream <laughs> medicine. And so she, you know, didn't talk to me anymore about it. And one day, my husband was in the store. And and she says, oh, well, you must be uh, Glenda's husband. And uh, she tells me you have this health problem, and I've told her the solution, but she's not interested. He says, well, tell me. I'm interested. <laughs> so she, <laughs> so she uh, explained it to him uh, about what homeopathy is. It's all natural. Uh, it's not habit-forming. You can't OD on it. can't become addicted to it. And he said, well, how, how do I find this? How, who, who do I go to? So she gave him the name of a little doctor, a little D.O. that was just out of uh, medical school, and he'd taken a few classes in homeopathy. And so uh, we went to see him, and he did a work, what we call a workup today, and uh, spent about an hour with him, an hour and a half, and came up with these couple of little homeopathic medicines. And he told him, says, now, don't take any more of your antibiotics because by this time he was taking antibiotics on a daily basis and had been for about five years. And he said, well, I can't do that. So if I I get off of these antibiotics, I won't be able to urinate. He says, well, if that happens, call me. But come back and see me. Stay on these remedies and come back and see me in two weeks. So we did, and he has never had another problem until about a year ago. It's like 30 years, and he had a little flare-up. Wow. And we got some homeopathic medicines, and it just cleared it back, cleared it back up again. So I was so fascinated by this. I'm wow, what is this stuff? And so I just became more and more interested in it, and... and um, this lady, when she found out that we'd been to see this doctor, she gave me some books to read. And it seems like when I read my first book or just started studying it and looking it over, it just like, oh, I knew, I knew, I knew. I knew that this is what I was supposed to do. So my husband had a trucking company, and he had long-haul truck drivers, and they would come in, and they'd have aches and pains and this going on, just all kinds of stuff. And by this time, I had a little remedy kit, you know, just a few little remedies and a 
homeopathic book, and I would say, oh, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, now let me look this up, and let me see if I can help you. And so I would make an appointment with this doctor to take my symptoms from these <laughs> truck drivers, and I would go to this doctor, and I'd say, well, I've got this guy, and he's got this and this and this, and, and so he says, well, you know what, I think you need to uh, pursue this uh, and make this a career, since I think you have a natural ability. Uh-huh. And so that was kind of the beginning of it, and that's where I started. And it took me about six years to get my degree, and uh, <clears throat> he let me work in his office. All the time I was in school, I would go to California for a while, and uh, and then I'd come back and work in his office and take cases. I had to take many, many cases uh, for research, and he would let me have some of his uh, patients that had a lot of problem, and I would just sit with them and take their symptoms and do research and come up with the medicine that I thought they needed. And that's how it all started, and I stayed with this doctor for about eight years, and after eight years, I went out on my own, and I've been on my own ever since. Hmm. <clears throat> you know, when you're taking the training, is it like the education that a regular doctor goes through? I mean, you know, about medicine and knowing the body or anything? It is totally, it is totally different. It's, it's a different mindset. Allopathic medicine or Western medicine, um, they have a blanket to work under. So, for instance, if you went in with, say, a migraine headache and a sinus infection, well, everyone that would come in their office that day would have a migraine headache and a sinus infection. They would get the same antibiotic or same medication. It's kind of a, what we call a blanket. It will help. Yeah. Uh, they try to make that help everyone, and which, you know, we are so individualized. I mean, everyone is so different. Just take you and your family, your children. Uh, you may have some similars, but you look different. You act different in many ways. And so that's the reason allopathic medicine really doesn't work that well because it doesn't take into the consideration of all the differences that each of us have. And so if you came into my office and told me you had a headache and, and a sinus infection, well, that wouldn't really mean anything to me. I would say, well, tell me about your headache. Where, where does your headache, where does your head hurt? Um, and, they might, and I've had this happen many times. Well, I don't know. My head just hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, you know, does it, does it hurt in your temples? Does it hurt in your forehead? You know, and so that has to stop and think. Well, yes, it, it's hurting um, on my left temple. And then I would ask them about their sinus infection. Tell me how you know you have a sinus infection. Well, I'm stuffy and I can't breathe and my uh, sinuses are swollen. And uh, I said, well, do you have any discharge? Well, not very much, uh, but I do have stuff going down the back of my throat. And I'd say, well, I'd ask them, is that thick or is it thin? Uh, uh, is it productive? Are you bringing anything up? Does it have a color? So, you know, all these umpteen questions that you're asking to get the true picture of that symptom. If you go to an allopathic doctor, they don't ask you all those things. You just say, I have a headache, I have a headache and I have a sinus infection. You know, they're not interested in the details. But mm-hmm. what makes this medicine so successful is the details. 
So mm-hmm. what we have, there are hundreds and hundreds of um, homeopathic medicines. And where your education is in that is to know these uh, remedies, what they're made from, and the potencies of them or the strengths of them, and how they affect the body. So when a client comes in and they're talking to you about the different symptoms, and I start out with when they're a child, you know, from the child on up to this point in time in their life, if they're 30 years old or 50 years old, and I try to find out if they were healthy, uh, if they if their parents took them to the doctor for reoccurring things like asthma or ear infections, otitis media. And so I just get all their history, and I just kind of figure out where and how their body's been operating up to this point and what they're more liable to have. And uh, also inherited tendencies. I'm very interested in their parents or grandparents on both sides of the family. Um, We believe, homeopaths believe, that you inherit for five generations on each side of the family. So we're actually in our bodies dealing with ten generations of things that we could have inherited. So that's all important. You know, like if grandmother had arthritis and and dad on um dad had maybe diabetes and um the mother's dad might have had high blood pressure and uh yeah. the mother may have had depression. You know, so we're just trying to find out everything you can about that person and what they uh, came into the world with. And most of the time, by the time I get through the interview, I know more about them than their families do. (laughs) (laughs) I know what you mean. (laughs) Yeah, I'm that interested to know. So, Uh, and it's a and it becomes a friendship and a professional friendship. And I have clients that I've treated now for 25, 30 years that come in. You know, maybe like you, um, Dolores. You know, I hear from you, and we do. workups and hair. I do a hair analysis and um, I put you on a program and you stay on that program for a year and uh, that keeps you healthy and thriving and uh, here I never hear from you uh, through the year unless you need to order something else. So <laughs> That's the way it ought to be. <laughs> yeah, that's, the, doctors that's the way out of, it is. <laughs> put the doctors out of business. But I was so thinking... We have a heart, uh, you know, we need to have clients too, you know, more, we we have to depend on having more new clients because you're always getting those other former clients well, so they don't need you and they're not in the office every (laughs) two weeks or once a month, you know. Yeah, you don't have to keep coming back all the time. (laughs) But I'm thinking when you were doing your training in the beginning, you do uh, do classes in the human body, you have to find out how the body works, so you do that that part, don't you? Well, yes, in most cases you do. Uh, a lot of times now, too, like, they want you to have some kind of um, pre-med, you know, to go in. A, a lot of these classes now are uh, designed for doctors that's already been through that, and so this is kind of mm-hmm. a sideline they're just trying to find out about. But it's not necessarily you. You do are taught that as you go along, but um, it's it's difficult to put into words. But yes, you do have to know more about the human body and how it operates, and but that also comes along with uh, training. I mean, even a doctor does not become a doctor until he's been in practice for a long time. I mean, 
he may have some things that they're taught, textbook cases and stuff. But really, when you have a client, so because everybody is so different, that they really have to kind of grow a little bit to figure out, uh, to become something. You know, like what something doesn't work, they've got to try something else. So uh, by failure, a lot of times we learn as we go. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, Glenda, explain to people just what is homeopathy. Well, I'll give you the short definition of it, and then then we'll, I'll kind of talk to you about the founder of it, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, the, the simple definition is homeopathy is a method of therapeutics founded upon the fact that a drug, when given to a healthy person, will produce definite symptoms. When similar symptoms arise in disease, these drugs will act curatively if given in small doses. So, in other words, you would take, say, a plant that I might use, and I like a, a flower maybe or a leaf, and I would put that in alcohol and water and let it sit for a few days, and that's called a mother tincture. And then you would take one drop of the mother tincture and put it in 99 drops of water and alcohol and succuss it or shake it 100 times. And that becomes a one C. And yeah. so then you, if you want to, so you keep going up the scale like that. And you do this next, you take one drop from the one C, put it in another 99 drops of water and alcohol and succuss it or shake it a hundred times. And that's two C. And so these, the, the more they have been succussed and gone through this process, the stronger they become. But they, they are leaving the uh, natural substance, after they've gotten past, uh, after you've done this six times, then it's just an infinitesimal dose. I mean, you just, if you took it to a laboratory and tested it, they could find no viable um, medicine left in that. And so the old Dr. Heinemann was the father of homeopathy, and he discovered that the smallest amount is what moves the body in the largest way. And for us, us Americans, what we think is, well, hey, this I hear this vitamin E is good. I hear uh, vitamin C is good, so let's take 10 of them instead of five, uh-huh. you know, instead of the uh-huh. recommended doses. We're always thinking that more is better. But in this case, less is better. That's why you <laughs> said they can't get addicted to it either. Right, and you can't... And it, it, and if you don't, if I should not be able to choose the right um, homeopathic remedy for you, it has no effect on the body at all. It has to meet with that um, disease state to make a difference. And the homeopathic medicines are not doing the work. They work like a signal. They're signaling your own body to do the work. So if you haven't found the signal that it needs, it has no response at all. Hmm. So that's, that's why you can't. That's why you right. can't harm anybody. That's right, and that's what I try to teach the, my mothers too. That their children, you know, there's kits that you can order, and these little kits have maybe like 50 remedies in it. And so I specialize in chronic disease. So I really don't want you in my office when you have a flu or a cold or whatever. I really don't have time for that. But you do. So I teach you, while I have you as a client, or 
you know, while I'm trying to get your body balanced to teach you what to do for these different things that should come up during a between an office visit. And if you can't figure it out, well, then I just let you call me or email me with the question, and I'll tell you what to take out of your kit until you get more familiar with it. Hmm. So, you know, you save all that time and money by just being able to stay in your home and treat your own self. Okay, we got a caller, but then after that, I want you to go into explaining what the hair analysis is that we do. We got a caller on the line. Hello, is somebody there? Hello? Yeah, hello? Yes, hello, can you hear me? Yeah, what's your name? Patty. Okay, what's your question? Okay, I just have a couple of questions for Glenda. Okay. Um, I would like to find out, um, first of all, I'm starting to see like a natural doctor, homeopathic, so to speak. Okay. Um, I should just wait, right? It's about what? Yes, my name is Patty. Yes, Patty. Yes, my name is Patty, and I'd like to ask Glenda a question. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. All right. I would just like to find out. um, I'm recently starting to see, like, a naturopathic doctor. Yes. Uh, I guess it sounds like the devil talking because maybe I should turn off the the computer down because I'm hearing my double voice there. Uh, basically, I'd like to find out if I can ask two questions. Um, I have heard that, for an example, the Himalayan like salt lamps is not supposed to be good for you, but then at the same time, I've heard that it is supposed to produce like the negative ions and and it's supposed to be healthy. And I don't know if maybe Glenda knows anything about that or. I don't. I, I you know that my expertise is homeopathy. So there's a lot of products out there that claim and tout this and that, and I just, I really have not gotten into it. There's so many things that I don't have time to really get out and explore. So I'm not the oh, one to ask that question. All right. And just the next question is that for a person that has like a low thyroid, I, I believe it's called hypothyroidism, and uh-huh. I've heard that um, the natural source is supposed to be like a, a, a pig source versus the um, synthetic yes, the armor, armor thyroid. Mm-hmm. Yes, so yes the, the natural thyroid that you're speaking of is called armor, armor thyroid. Okay, so that is from a pig source then? Yes. And okay, that's the so one that's... I like. That's the one I recommend to my clients. If they have to have a thyroid, that's the one I recommend. All right. So there's no danger then, even though it's coming from an actual pig then, right? Is that how it is? <laughs> oh, no. There's still day. I mean, you still have to be monitored to take thyroid medication. And it is a prescription. You cannot buy it over the counter. You can buy it. You can order it from England, but you can't get it here in the United States except through a doctor. Right, a right. I just recently got that, so I'm going to try it out. So uh, then, that's, even for the long term, even for the long term, you, you can use it. I guess whatever the doctor prescribes. Then, right? I mean, it can be like long term. Yes, most use. of the time when you start thyroid, that's a lifetime thing, and I, I certainly would advise not to to just drop it. I mean, that that could 
cause a lot of problems, so don't ever get off a thyroid by yourself unless your doctor takes you off of it once you start. Right, because you said it you know, um, does the, um, use the thermometer under your under your arm in, in the morning, yes. so if it's like, I believe, 98 or something. But if it's um, being regular, I guess, you can just, I guess, keep on taking it, right, if you're... Well, if you're 97.4 and under, you're high, what we call hypothyroid, 97.4. You need thyroid if you're that or below. I see. And then once you start taking the thyroid, it will, the temperature, if you take it in the morning, it'll be like 98 or, or higher than... No, it will never be 98 under the arm. That's in the mouth, but... It'll be above 97.4. I see. If okay. You're, if you're still under 97.4, you know, after you've been on it for two or three weeks, then you're still going to need to go up on it just a little bit. Okay. I like All right, to have then. the doctor prescribe it in 15 milligrams so that you can go up by 15 milligrams if you need to until you get your temperature up a little, you know, up to where it should be. I see. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, you're okay. welcome. Okay. Thanks Bye. for asking. Oh, uh, right, Okay. Uh, Glenda, I wanted to t- talk about the hair analysis because that's what I'm always telling people when they want to know what I do. And that okay. if you do the hair analysis on me, it's at least you said once a year is all it's needed. Mm-hmm. And we do right. the hair analysis, and that tells people tells Glenda what toxins are in your system and also what minerals you're deficient in. But you go ahead and explain about the hair analysis and how that's different okay. than what the doctors do. Well, there's, uh, you know, there's different, kind, there's different kinds of uh, hair analysis and labs that do that. So, you know, not all labs are created equal, but there are labs that work on a DNA premise. And uh, that's the one that I use, and they will tell you uh, if you have heavy metals in your system. And uh, some heavy metals, you know, they um, can be uh, cancer-causing, and so the longer or or the more, uh, the strong they are in your system, the greater likelihood you can have cancer. Um, And I call it an incubation period. You know, like you could have been contaminated 10 years, and the longer that that um, chemical is there, the greater likelihood that you're going to have a cancer or some other dreaded disease. Also, uh, uh, the company also does, like, you can tell if you're predisposed to have things, like, um, say, breast cancer for one thing. I might have a mother would come in, and she would be high in nickel. And so uh, she would have had had breast cancer. Well, I'd ask her mother to come in, and we'd do a hair analysis on her. And lo and behold, she would have high nickel. So mother passed it to daughter. So then we asked the the daughter's daughter, the granddaughter, to come in, and we would check hers. And she may be only 15 or 16 years old, but her nickel is also high. So... Uh, that's like three generations, and that's uh, where a lot of times they'll say, well, you know, cancer runs in the family or breast cancer runs in our family. Actually, 
it's the high nickel that's in the family, and it's there for a long period of time. And the longer it is there, the greater likelihood you will develop it. So I can see some of those kinds of things that's going on in the system. Uh, also, uh, I can tell, uh, you know, like diabetic, if you're going to be pre-diabetic or if you need thyroid or if you have heart disease, uh, just by uh, certain minerals that you're deficient in could uh, cause some of these problems. And it depends on what kind of year you had. Uh, that's the reason I do the hair analysis once a year is because I put you on a protocol to go by for this year. And it takes a year to bring these nutrients in and balance the body back because you didn't get this way overnight and it's not gonna, you're not going to get these products in your system overnight. So your body will only allow a certain amount to come through and it has to be a therapeutic dose to, to build that back where it should be. But if you've had a stressful year, uh, you're going to be more deficient in some minerals than you were the year before. Say you have a stressful job or your family life is stressful. Many, many things uh, can cause stress. Well, it will uh, deplete the body in, in important minerals. So by figuring all that out, and uh, you can go down through that and uh, say, for instance, if you're real low in potassium, well, potassium regulates the heartbeat. And if you're having um, palpitations or fatigue or some of that, well, automatically, nine times out of ten, you're going to be low in potassium. And so when I do the hair analysis, it just verifies my thoughts on it. I've been in practice for so long now that when a client comes in and tells me these different things and symptoms of it, well, I know automatically at 99% of the time what mineral that they're deficient in. Mm -hmm. okay, okay, but one time you told me, Glenda, that the difference between, you know, the doctor does a blood test, and you said that shows them what's going to be going on in the body for the last 24 hours, where the hair right. analysis tells you for the last six months. Yeah, six months to a year. And sometimes you can, like the when I was talking about the, the grandmother and the mother and the daughter, they may have been born with that deficiency. Mm -hmm. So but it, uh, it depends on... It still you know, I have people that comes in that's a negative. You know, they'll, they'll come in and like potassium may be a negative three or a negative five. You know, it means that they have very little that's circulating through their body. So... Mm-hmm. But that's why you said the hair analysis is much more accurate than the blood analysis would be. Well, I, I certainly believe that, but medical doctors are not trained that way, so they really don't—they're really not interested in the mineral count uh, or, t or what we call tissue cell salt in the body. We all have tissue cell salt, and they're really not interested in that, and they don't give it the credit as what's keeping your body healthy. But we have those makeups. We have so many in our system. If we're depleted in that or or very low in it, well, of course, our bodies are not going to work like they should. It's like a fine. Our bodies are like a fine-tuned machine. It's like a beautiful car. You may have a beautiful Mercedes sitting out there, or or a BMW, and to look at it, you're thinking, "Oh, that car is wonderful." Well, you know what? If you don't put water and oil and gas and 
lubed and all everything it takes to make that car go, it's you're not it's not gonna take you down the road very far. Mm-hmm, and that's yeah. the same way as our bodies. Our you know, we may look good, our hair may be pretty and we may have on pretty clothes and we look like we're a million dollars, but it's on the inside that's what counts, is what we have that's gonna keep us going and healthy mm-hmm. and younger looking and just like you. I mean, you're like a powerhouse. You're, <laughs> you know, tra- you're traveling and going all the time and, and keeping up with it. So, And that's wonderful. what people always say, what are you on? <laughs> <laughs> but I tell them that uh, we just do this once a year, you know, and then that keeps your body in balance because it tells you, okay, you can stop mm-hmm. taking this one now and take this other one it, to get the minerals. Yeah where they're supposed to be. Well, um, Dolores, I wanted to talk a little bit about the founder of homeopathy. Yeah, Do we ahead. have time to talk a little bit about him? Yeah, His name is, was uh, uh, Samuel uh, Heinemann, and he lived from 1755 to 1843. <clears throat> and he is the one, he was a German medical doctor, and he's the one that discovered homeopathy quite by accident. He was uh, unhappy with the day of how they treated their clients. And back in that day, they um, he was perturbed by the use of their uh, traditional medicines, uh, you know, for that time. So he developed this whole newly entire, um, entirely new medical system, and uh, which he termed, called it homeopathy. And what he did was he was walking in the woods one day, and he... Just was walking by a tree, and he just picked the bark off of a tree and started chewing on it. How people of time sometimes will take a blade of grass and put it in their mouth. Well, by the time he got back to his office, his home, he st- he developed symptoms of malaria, and hmm. he knew right away it was like his light bulb moment that he had found something that uh, an organic substance that would cause um, the symptoms of a bacterial disease. And Mm. so he then started experimenting by taking, uh, you know, barks of trees and grass and flowers and, you know, all kinds of things and making these tinctures like I was talking about earlier. So uh, back in the day, you know, they did bloodletting and leeches and things like that, and he just, he just thought it was inhumane, so that was the reason he was determined to find something that worked better. So he, back in the day, they made house calls, and uh, they would have, um, he'd have all these little medicines in his buggy, and he had those medicines in his buggy and some in his office. Well, when patients would come in in his office, he'd mix them up something, and they might get a little better, but he wasn't really pleased with how they were progressing. And so he noticed when he would make house calls that those patients got better so much faster, and he just could not figure that out. I mean, why? what's the difference here? So finally it dawned on him that those medicines in his buggies were, in a, were continually shaking when they were going down the street. You know, how bottles jump around and all that. Was yeah. that jumping and moving made the is what made them stronger. So oh. that's how he figured out how to succuss them. So um, homeopathy was popular here until about the even here in the United States. It came in even Stanford and some of our major um, 
psychologist taught, taught homeopathy, and um, he um, uh, they it we even formed that it was called the Institute of Homeopathy, and it was founded April the tenth of eighteen forty four. And it was two full years before the American Medical Association was formed. Okay, and but got a, lot. Let we me got another caller. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Did you finish that part? Because we got another caller. No, I wanted to say that homeopathy lost favor because of the the uh, penicillin vaccine that came out, and oh. the uh, pharmaceuticals were making some such massive amounts of money right away that. Homeopathy soon lost favor. Oh, so that's I'll take that so now. So that was... <laughs> okay, we got a caller. Let's see what they want. Uh, hello? Okay. Uh, uh, who is oh. there? This is Sharon. Okay. Do you have a question? Can you hear me? Yes, yes I do. I can hear you. Uh, you can hear me good? Great. I'm calling from Atlanta. Uh, Georgia. My name is Sharon, and uh, I just so happened went on Facebook and saw that this is going to be on, Dolores, and um, I'm really glad that you're having this lady on, because I have a couple of questions. I um, uh, have been having a chronic problem with uh, arthritis, and it seems to be going from joint to joint, and also um, high blood pressure since right after menopause. Uh, I've been on medication for high blood pressure now for a while, and I'm just really getting fed up with taking the pills, and it can't be really, really good for me. Is there um, any hope for me? As far <laughs> yes, as, there's uh, lots of hope. Um, yes, usually uh, when you're having arthritis, it is a mineral deficiency, and you may be deficient deficient in a couple of minerals that once we determined what those were, it will usually straighten that arthritis up and stop it, the progression in its tracks. Usually um, that is why. And when we get to menopausal age, when we, when we turn 40 years old, it's like a time clock that starts. And what we're predisposed to have usually will come into play about that time. So if you can think back and see if your mother, grandparents, or whatever had arthritis or and blood pressure. So well, probably by just doing a hair analysis, we could find out exactly what you're deficient in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Linda, didn't you, did you say magnesium is really good for high blood pressure? Well, uh, magnesium and potassium is good for high blood pressure. Uh, but, you know, you'd have to find out. I mean, you may be deficient in both of them, or you may be just deficient in one of them, you know. So I never just make a, a offhanded suggestion until I know for sure right, right. Uh, yeah. what yeah. it could be. But, but, th- but those are two good possibilities. Right. So even, so say, for instance, if you did a hair analysis or whatever, would the fact that I am on uh, beta blockers and all this stuff for the high blood pressure, would that um, uh, hinder the uh, analysis as far as the hair? No, because those those beta blockers are not going to give you, are not putting minerals in your system of what you need or taking it out. Well, they they have more possibility right. of taking it out 
because those are a salt, like potassium and magnesium is a salt. So the more you urinate, the more likely are that right. you're going to lose some of those important tissue cell salts. So, but your medication yeah, would have no uh, effect on um, the hair analysis nor the homeopathic medicines. I mean, a lot of times if you have uncontrolled blood pressure, I would recommend staying on your blood pressure until we get it more balanced, until we get the right. uh, the deficiencies built up. Uh, okay. You know, so well, uh, is there anyone here you could refer me to? Because I am in Georgia. I'm not sure where you are. But I'm is it a Dallas. long distance type? You're in yeah, I, do treat, I do treat people all over the United States. I do a lot of Internet, and I do um, emails, and, you know. So right. I don't know... Um, and every homeopath is different. You know, we all kind of have our own style. Yeah. And so I don't know. Yeah. Um, I use a hair analysis. It doesn't mean that every homeopath will. Some homeopaths okay. are just believe, oh, no, we're just going to use homeopathic medicines. Well, I believe that it takes, okay. sometimes it takes uh, some vitamins or minerals and all to help us get up to a, to get well faster, right. to get us up to a functioning state a lot sooner. Yeah. So, so how um, how would contact you? Do you do you have a website or email or how? I do have a website, and let me give you that uh, website. It is um, okay. www dot uh huh advanced ad hyphen Homeopathy.com. Spell and that's that, got my uh, contact. Ma'am? You said advanced. What was that now? Advanced with a dash or a hyphen in between and then homeopathy. H-O-M-E-O-P-A-T-H-Y.com. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. That's what I did. Advancedhomeopathy.com. And uh, I'm gotcha. in Richardson, Texas. Okay. And um and I think we're gonna give this all this contact information at the end of this program, aren't we? Uh yeah, because I want people to know how to contact you. Uh -huh. yeah, we'll, okay. we'll repeat it all at the end of the show. And, uh -huh. and okay. I'll give you That's my fine. email address and you know, you can email me and, and we can talk and I can see what what we can do to help and or okay. some I recommendations maybe. Okay. I appreciate it. Uh-huh. Thank you for Thank calling. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Okay. Yeah, because you usually have them send in a sample of hair, so that way you yes. could by mm -hmm. mail. Yes. Yes. That's like what you do now, you know, you just send me in that sample, and it takes about two to three weeks for it to come back, and then... Uh, what I do is I email you a copy of that, and then we will have a phone consultation at that time. I like to see my patients first one time anyway, but a lot of times that's just not um, uh, it's not going to work out to do that. So I like to have photos or something like that, a picture that I can look at, because that makes a lot of difference to me too and how you look and that kind of thing. So there's always that internet thing that we can look at pictures or you can mail them in. Or And uh, on my website there, I have a, a question 
uh, a questionnaire that you would fill out and um, email back to me, and it asked, you know, all the questions that I would ask in an interview. And so I will have that and gone over that before I contact you either by email or phone. And so that cuts down a lot of time, you know, phone time. So, um, but the the questionnaire is very thorough. It goes through and you just fill that out and it basically asks all the questions that I need to know to be able to help you. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's good because, you know, it's very hard for people to travel to Dallas to see you personally. And now with the Internet, with Skype and everything, it's just the same as mm-hmm. being there. Yeah. Like when we started I, I out, can... we said the other day, I think we've been working with you for about at least 12, 13 years. Mm-hmm. And then we didn't have all those things. <laughs> yeah, I never forget the first time I met you. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh-huh. Very interesting lady. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you were. It was up here in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. But then Glenda moved yes. to Dallas. So now all our conversations, it, our consultations, are done by phone. Yes. But I had some. I had some property there in Eureka Springs, and. And I've traveled there a lot, and uh, but I've sold that property now, and so I just go up for a visit every once in a while. But I still do, uh, like we talked about, internet and telephone and all of that. So, well, that's the way of the. Uh, it usually out. it usually takes a you know a couple. I always ask my clients to give it at least three months before they say it's not working because. Like I explained earlier, I don't have a blanket to work under. So sometimes, you know, when I pick that first remedy, most of the time, I'd say 90% of the time, I'm correct. But every once in a while, you, something throws you off a little bit. But I will usually say, no matter what your problem is, within three months, we have it pretty well uh, balanced out. And then you stay on the protocol for a year. And then each year we do another hair analysis and I put you on another protocol. And that's what keeps you healthy and keeps you, you know, keeps you out of the doctor's office. And and if you did have um, anything that comes up, well, then you just call me. In England, I get most of my remedies from England, homeopathics, and they send me the latest flu strain out every year. And so I make up a homeopathic medicine with their latest flu strain, and I give that to all my clients. And so I, I highly do not recommend flu shots. No, I don't that. either. I don't recommend so they, either. <laughs> uh-uh. No, um, and I just went to a lecture not long ago, and they said that if you've had flu shots as many as five in a row, that you'll be more likely to develop Alzheimer's than anybody else will. Because the uh, they are so loaded with uh, aluminum, Mm. so as a preservative. So the old. Anyway, we talk about that. I try to educate my clients in the best way that I can, and try to give them as much information. And at least, if they don't follow everything that you suggest, at least you've given them some ideas or make them care enough to do a little research on their own. And then they can have a come to their own conclusion then. Like right now, people are not encouraged to look or research anything. You just go into your doctor and he says, 
take these drugs and it may kill you tomorrow and you may have liver failure and and um, you may have diabetes or heart disease. But take it, <laughs> you know, and so if you're given, given a chance to do a little research, well, then you can form your own opinion. And mm-hmm. so we well, I know have to be our own advocate. I, I give you right, full, advocate. I give you full credit because, I mean, I don't ever get sick, but I I really have a very hectic schedule. I'm busy all the time. I say I don't have time to be sick. Being sick is boring. (laughs) I know it. I I tell you, uh, you're probably 20 years older than I am, and I probably couldn't stay up with you. (laughs) 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 I know. You're really on the go all the time. And, uh, And I know that's what it is. By getting the body into balance and keeping it there, uh, then that's the best tool you can have. And give it what it needs, you know. And it's just the fuel, you know. It's like the car, the gasoline. If you don't give it the fuel, it's not going to run. And so yeah. once you figure out what your body needs, and that's what the hair analysis does, <laughs> it figures out what your body needs, and you give your body that, well, it can uptake it and utilize it and balance you out then. So it works. I mean, I've, I have... Like I said, been in practice 30 years, or a little over 30 years, and I have used hair analysis for 25. And they've proved themselves over and over and over again. I mean, you know, I wouldn't still be in practice all these years if something wasn't working. You know, I have I have an office that I've been, I've maintained the same office that I'm in right now for 24 years. So I certainly wouldn't be in that same location uh, if it wasn't working, people wouldn't come to me and pay uh, fees that didn't help them. So, mm. and then most of it is word of mouth. You know, I, I don't do a lot of advertising, but uh, the, most of the business I get is from my other clients, which I greatly appreciate. Yeah, because that's what I've I've heard is that every drug the doc every drug the doctor gives you has a side effect. Oh yeah. And, the, and you know, uh, Dolores is what they're preserved with. You know, these the the these preservatives is what's killing people and and causing autism. You know, it's not the vaccine itself; it is what the vaccine is preserved with. Yes, that's what I've and, heard. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that's anyway, why anyway. That's a whole that's a whole other show, so we really won't get into yeah, that. I'm right always now, telling but. people go with the natural remedies. Uh, mm-hmm. But you believe in herbs too, don't you? Sometimes um, it depends on where the body is. Okay, like when homeopathy, if you've got to have a certain amount of energy in that body, and some people they are they're at their lowest low end. And so I use, I use, sometimes I use Chinese herbs, and they, you know, have been around for centuries. And uh, I've been trained, you know, after 30 years, I have, I more have naturopathic views. My main um, form is homeopathy, but I will branch out uh, in a natural form of whatever I have to do to get that person healthy again. And mm. if I'm not doing it completely with homeopathy, I'll do it with you know whatever that I that I have been trained in. So, um, oh. 
And I do I do blood labs too, but I, they're just not nearly as reliable as the hair analysis. Like I said, you can eat a meal, and it's going to change your uh, whole lab uh, to completely miskewed. So um, and mm-hmm. it didn't matter. You didn't have you don't have to not eat your breakfast when you come in to see me to get your hair done. It's not going to make any difference. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Glenda, we're coming down to the end of the hour. It went pretty fast, but I want it you to did. Tell... It sure did. <laughs> I want you to tell people how they can contact you. You know, phone, okay. email, internet. Give them all the details of how they can get a hold of you. Okay. Well, thank you again for having me on. It's it's been really uh, gone really fast, and I've enjoyed it. Uh, the name of my company is called Advanced Homeopathy Incorporated, and uh, that's A-D-V-A-N-C-E-D Homeopathy, H-O-M-E-O-P-A-T-H-Y-I-N-C. And my address is, uh, my email address is Glenda, G-L-E-N-D-A, the, T-H-E, homeopath, H-O-M-E-O, P-A-T-H, at yahoo.com. And my phone number is 972-889-1010. And I am in Richardson, Texas. My address is 2060 North Collins, Suite 109, Richardson, Texas, 75080. And you may email me or call me, um, and I'll try to answer any question or be as helpful to you as I possibly can. Okay, um, Richardson I, is a suburb of Dallas, isn't it? Yes, uh-huh. it sits right between, it's north, it's considered North Dallas, and it sits uh, between um, Dallas and Plano. Okay, so the email is Glenda the Homeopath at yahoo.com. Yes. Okay, and so and I'm I hope- now, we've educated people tonight, so maybe they'll be aware of this, and I really encourage you to get a hold of Glenda. Well, good. Well, let me give you my um, website number, too. That is www.advanced-homeopathy.com. Okay. Keep All right. Well, thank you again, and uh, maybe we'll talk again one day. You never know, but I encourage people to contact you because I can vouch you know what you're talking about. Okay, well, thanks a lot for coming on tonight. Okay, Okay, thanks so much. Good night. And thanks, everyone, for listening tonight.